This is a Hello Hello Kopekimilo coffee review with Nalira Ibrahim. So she's having a filter coffee and a cold brew. Um, so how how does the coffee taste like? To be honest like? with you, I'm not a coffee person. But Good. It wasn't too bitter. Does it taste like tea? Actually, yeah. Like you mentioned it, it has that that calming, the soothing kind of taste. Because sometimes coffee is like it's like a it's a strong kick, right? But this is no. This is very smooth to me. Nice. So I like it. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so fellow listeners, if you want to get the coffee, you can hit me up in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> this is good coffee, guys. <laughs> hello, hello, Kobe Kamilo. Thank you for choosing Milo. You are now listening to episode 36 with Nadira Ibrahim. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Milo Fico or follow us on Instagram at hello hello Kobe Kamilo perhaps also listen and stream the podcast on Spotify look up hello hello Kobe Kamilo you should listen to this episode carefully because life is short press play before it's too late one last advice speak soft listen harder hello hello Hello, hello, Kopikamilo Podcast, episode 36. Today we have a special guest. I'm Nadira. Hi. <laughs> Nadira Ibrahim. <laughs> from SU, right? Yeah. Yep. From Subang Utama, born and raised in Subang Jaya. Born and raised in Subang Jaya, right. my hood. Who is Nadira Ibrahim today and how young is she? <laughs> how would you describe yourself to the listeners out there? Oh, <laughs> um, I wouldn't know. I'm just like an average girl. Um, 27 this year. It's 2019, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Eh, 2019, yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. So yeah, I'm just an average girl who, like everybody else, go through some challenges. So I guess <coughs> today I would like to share some experiences, I suppose, that I mm. feel like people could benefit from. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You have went through um, things like... Before other people, I guess. Yeah, my best friend said so? I grew up a bit too fast. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. I just yeah. can't, couldn't find the words. But I guess that's the reason for everything, right? So uh-huh. maybe I experienced things earlier so that one day I could help my other friends who's going through it now. Mm. So How was yeah. your childhood like, though? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, we're going deep, guys. We are heading straight. <laughs> we're straight to the deep <laughs> bottom. <laughs> well, my uh, it was a bit tough, I guess. Uh, reason being why I had a lot of experience why I grew up a bit too soon because mm. I had to kind of like figure out things on my own quite early in my childhood right. since I lost my mom in a very early age mm-hmm. and then I lost my dad also a very early age so I guess yeah it was a hustle I had to hustle through life <coughs> and on my own so I guess it's pretty awesome <laughs> in yeah. a way so yeah <laughs> but um, how did that experience sort of change your perspective towards life? Did, did I mean, to some people, they it made them more mellow in a way, but but I mean, to be honest, we're not mm. perfect. People mm. do get mellow. I get mellow, but mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry, hunting <laughs> hill house. Yeah, people do get mellow. Um, mm. but sometimes when you reach uh <coughs> really down, like you reach, that's the most bottom side. You have nowhere else to go but up. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, you gotta get yourself up because you gotta keep moving. You know, everybody's living their life. Mm. The world keeps going on, and if you were to stay negative and stay within your misery, you're not gonna go anywhere. And I need to go somewhere because that's how 
I was taught by my family, you have to survive, and mm. you're on this, you're on your own in this life. Um, nobody's gonna be there all the time to help you, so do or die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. I think your perspective towards life from from the hangout session that we had, I really think you are wise beyond your years, and also <laughs> like your perspective is actually very very different from other people. What inspires you in life in general? And it could be an art, or it could be a human being, could be. A specific event. I was inspired mostly by my dad. He's the hero of my life because um, he's been through a lot as well. So a lot of my life principles came from him. Right. And then, I mean, I look up to other people a lot. I mean, there's all these people better than you, and you look up to them. But in the end, it's you rely on yourself. Mm. So whoever is going to push you, it will be yourself. So whoever should inspire you, it should be yourself. You know, your previous self. You grow, so you get inspired by the idea of who you're going to be in the future. You get inspired by the person you were. You got inspired by your own principles. And then you just keep moving on. You hold on to that one thing that you believe in and you just push for it. Mm. So, yeah. How do you see, like, how different are you like from what you are now in comparison to 10 years ago? Oh, a lot. I mean, yeah? if you know me from high school, you should know I, I was a bitch. <laughs> 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 like, oh, <laughs> damn, the girl before this was I mean, like you, guys, <laughs> guys were surrounding you, so to speak. Oh yeah, because yeah. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> that was another another real realization I found out. Once mm. when you're a bitch, can you tend to attract boys a lot? Yeah. Yeah, which is strange. I guess that mm. there's this book they say that boys likes bitches, and I guess it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and then once I start moving in this journey of being the nice, kind Ira, <laughs> nope, nope, it's pretty quiet, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of nice, to be honest. Kind of nice, but yep, I guess yet. That theory is kind of valid. <laughs> how, how did that switch happen though? Like, how did you sort of suddenly become the nice girl, the one who has, <laughs> who has zen, I guess. Yeah, you you I have, have zen, you found peace with yourself. Oh, yeah, and yeah. like you said, you, you are the, um, the inspiration behind your own Well, being. it begins because I used to hate myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a bitch. <laughs> I <laughs> when I was a bitch. When I was a bitch. <laughs> I really hated that person. <laughs> so realizing that, I just like, no, 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 just, it has to stop. I don't want to be this person anymore. And maybe deep down, I mean, on the surface, I may be, I may be all the mean girl kind of type, but deep down, I guess my heart was always nice. <laughs> mm. But I just didn't know how to show it or like how to actually be myself. So like, um, I don't know, it, it started as me hating myself then. Right. And I just... And I'm very self-cautious, and I'm I'm not ignorant. I have to say I'm not ignorant. Ignorant is a bad thing. I mean, pretending or just be okay for not knowing, it's not okay. <laughs> so I'm not ignorant. I always figure out what I could change, how it could be better. And I accept criticism, you know? When people tell you something, you should be open about it. People tell you that, hey, Dira, I think you're a bit too mean. Oh, really? How so? Which part? Then you have to evaluate yourself. Life is a constant constant place for you to grow so if you confine with your own you know if you like love yourself so much you don't even allow yourself to to you know change to grow so it started with me hating myself then from there i try to improve and i keep improving and then i reach to this point like you know you just i am pleased with who i am now and you just be happy with yourself mm. and then just constantly grow from there and just be better be better and keep being better what is your definition of Zen? Do you find being at peace with yourself? Uh, like. I guess for starters, you 
you do not mind being alone i guess so like sometimes when you you enjoy spending time with yourself i mean spending time with others is great but i think there should have a balance mm. between having a lot of social life and having a life which is you mm. so <clears throat> allow yourself to be immersed in your own thoughts um, talk to yourself sometimes you know mm. i mean not in a crazy way but <laughs> <laughs> but just you know be with yourself enjoy being alone when i'm alone i feel like peace you know mm. just There's no other external noises, no other influence around you. Mm-hmm. It's just you and your own thoughts, evaluating your life, evaluating you. So yeah, that is Zen for me. Or going to a park and just enjoy nature. The little things in life, you know, that little things people take for granted, you enjoy it. Having mm. a cup of tea with like nice weather, like now is a really nice weather. So mm. so that for me is Zen. Yeah, uh, you mentioned just now being alone with yourself, right? Most of people are struggling with that. You if you If you're aware, are you aware of that? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually. Yeah, yeah, how how what is the difference of being alone and being lonely though? Being lonely. Because people people think um, being alone um, defines like uh, that you are actually a loner, oh, right? Yeah, they yeah, they, t- yeah. they sort of tease you in a way. Oh, what a loner! Oh, you're being alone. Boohoo! <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how, wh- what was the difference though? Well, being alone, if you were called a loner, it would not affect you. Mm. So being zen with yourself, all these negative thoughts, um, people's work wouldn't affect you because when you're happy with yourself, you're happy being alone. It doesn't matter what people say about you. Mm. I mean, it matters if they're your close friends and they have something constructive to say. That is where you will be open and accepted and you know improve yourself. But if people are just gonna say things to bring you down, I mean, why listen? <laughs> yeah. So if being lonely on the other hand is like okay you see when i say being alone you're happy with yourself mm-hmm. but you keep in touch with people who are dear to you they are there for you and you are there for them so when there's time where you really need someone there will be someone but being lonely however it's not having anybody at all like you don't have anybody who cares or who understands you and that is difficult because i too have been there and it's It's tough, but then again, you have to remember everything starts with you. There is a reason why nobody's there for you. I'm sure there is. I mean, people just don't end up being alone by choice. Mm. So, and nobody, I I believe like people do not have the bad intention to hurt others, not on purpose at least. So, there's always a reason. So the point is, if you don't reach out, people can't reach you. Mm. So it's one of my principles because I used to be that I don't like to reach out. When I learned, it's kind of like it's pretty lonely. Yeah. <laughs> so slowly, I'm just like, you know what? We we humans are not meant to be alone. We are not created alone. We are a community. So get involved. But there are times where you have to be alone just so you can evaluate yourself again. Because sometimes peer pressure is real, you know. And sometimes you let too many voices to influence you, and you tend to forget who you are. Mm. So that is kind of dangerous too. So I feel like that's you need to have a balance okay. of being alone and being with people. But being lonely is completely different from being alone. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, get that get it effects right, guys. So you were you were in Qatar a few years back, is it? Like <laughs> how many years back was that? Uh, when I graduated from uni, I think that was 2015, I guess. 2015, okay. Tell us, tell us more about that experience there, because you you mentioned to me, you told me that you have like this life changing experience, and yeah. how how so? Like, what have you learned from that trip? 
Okay. And yeah, secondly, like, how different is the Muslim culture there in comparison to Malaysia? I mean, it's it's very different. Okay, mm. first of all, when I did say I was a bitch in high school, I really was, and and I wasn't a good Muslim to be honest. <laughs> and um, it's not that I don't try. I mean, clearly we always want to be good, right? So mm. I try to be a good Muslim, but the classes I go to in Malaysia, I mean, in high school we're provided with an agama class, right? Um, I don't, I, I don't quite get it. I mean, I don't get what they're trying to say. Sometimes I disagree with their teachings, but mm-hmm. luckily I have my dad, and he's the kind like sometimes he will just tell me stuff like when I just share with him, this is what my teacher said, and then he will ask me a question, Dira, do you really think God is that evil to just throw people in hell as where he please? I'm like, yeah, he's not that evil, right? I mean, he loves us. Yeah. <laughs> so. Besides my dad being the anchor um, to protect me from completely going astray, um, after graduation, which is okay, uh, my, by the way, my dad passed away when I was uh, 17. So in uni, I was pretty much on my own. So after graduation, I don't know, I would call it destiny hidayah or something. Mm. <laughs> I got this opportunity to go to Qatar to stay with my friend's family mm-hmm. for two weeks, and. By the way, my friend's a guy, so mm. and staying with the guy friend's family, usually mm. you would assume your brother would definitely not allow that, but he did, and I'm surprised. So everything seems to fall into place, like it was all planned out. Mm-hmm. So to Qatar I went, and the my friend's mother is actually a lecturer in Qatar, mm. and she, I know she and I we we're, we're very similar in a way, so we have a lot of deep conversation, and the community in Qatar is so nice. The way they practice Islam, how they they teach. I mean, education there about religion. There, it's free. They're not stingy. You know, like we have halakha session. Is what they call it. Like you go to uh, people's house. Uh, we discuss about real problems, real stuff. It's not even problems. Sometimes we just discuss about um, different different facts, basic facts. Now we have like some nice bonding session with the community and just eat and then. They have all these free talks in masjid or like any uh, knowledge center, and then the thing is with the teachers there or the she or the ustaza there, they're so open. Like, I mean, here I've always feel afraid to ask questions, mm. and even especially when they're ustad, you know, because there's that boundaries between male and female. Yeah, I feel like I'm not allowed to be asking questions. Like I don't have a voice. But there, I mean, we have classes for girls and also just for men, but. The ustazah they are very open and they're so friendly and they talk about the beauty of Islam. They don't talk about oh you're going to hell. You, you do this, you do this kind. God is going to hate you and gonna, you're going to just go to hell. And I'm like, you know that instilled fear and I don't feel like fear is a good way to teach people, especially people who are not so familiar with the religion. Yeah. You should instill love and peace. That's what Islam is in my opinion. Mm. So going there, they make me feel love. They make me feel at peace, and just like that, I fell in love with my religion. That my whole life being in this country, growing up as a Muslim woman, I've never felt that. I mean, I loved it. I mean, there's a lot of moments, tough moments in my life. I prayed, and it helped. But I don't naturally, I don't go out feeling proud. You know, like I don't wear my hijab. I don't just like sometimes I don't talk about religion in open. I don't share my opinion. But there, it feels nice to. Mm. I feel proud wearing the hijab. I feel proud going. I feel proud talking about religion issue, and it's great. So I came back to Malaysia, 
bringing those feelings with me. So I start wearing my hijab after that, and I start being more open, discussing religion with people, and it's great. <laughs> it's really awesome because I'm then I'm aware that there's a lot of people out there like me who also think that the education education system about the religion here in Malaysia it's a bit it's a bit wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's just very it skewed towards so much negativity. Mm-hmm. People <coughs> it, it, forget to feel love. Yeah, it also pushes people <laughs> away because they feel intimidated by the whole concept, right? Yeah, I like you're going to hell. Or you like you you do one one wrong thing, or it's you're you're a bad person. Yeah, he's you like, know? don't be friends with people who drink alcohol. Don't yeah. be friends with smokers. I'm like, no, be friends with them. Be there for them because maybe. Yeah. Some people are just lost, or they have they're lonely, and they just need a place to rent out, so they don't have nowhere else to go. So be that person they can go to. So, yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> If true. you have friends who drinks or goes clubbing, doesn't mean you have to unfriend them. You know, as a matter of fact, you should be friends with them mm. and just be there so they can ask you questions. Because one thing I realized when I came back here, when I was always here, I have nobody to ask. I mean, I have all these questions like, oh, if I do this, um, is it okay? I have no idea who to ask. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> if you actually have that even one friend that you can actually ask this question, who seems to have a bit more knowledge, doesn't mean he has to have a lot. But sometimes the basic things, you know, you don't know. You, you need someone to ask, but you have no idea where to go. And then you end up, you know, like, screw it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. nobody knows. So I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So it's it's not nice. So it's nice that if you could just be there, so people could ask you, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, we we also have like friends who are non-Muslims who from time to time ask us questions. But then the presentation of Islam here in Malaysia is just wrong. It started off in the wrong foot. Everything is just so like all over the place, and it has a bad name, sort of, you know. It is. I dated Which a Chinese I'm, guy before. He mm, was Buddhist. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I discovered that the non-Muslims perception perception of Malaysian Muslim is really bad. Yeah. And it, it and the the bad the worst part is they think that is what Islam is. Yes, you know that yeah. is because just of pure media, uh-huh. pure American media, or um, politics that involves religion. Yeah, all that Malaysia. it tarnished the name a lot. Yeah. 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 So it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so how did the experience like sort of um, obviously made you a better person, right? Yeah. But what do you learn the most from Qatar overall? It's like you should be open. Actually, mm. people think uh, Islam is a very shallow religion. It restricts you a lot of things. But no, actually, Islam. The biggest thing that I learned was that Islam should be open. It's open for all. You do not close your mind. Open your mind. Open your eyes for everything. Mm. Be there for people. The brotherhood rule in religion is real. So. Yeah, what I learned the most is in in Qatar is like, you should be accepting towards others. Nice. Yeah, yeah, no judging. No judgment. Yeah, it's just like, be open to people. Just be there for people. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. So I'm gonna give you ten words and hopefully you can um um say what you feel or elaborate however you want the word. <laughs> um. That that I I that that what the word means to you. Okay. Basically, okay. trust. Oh. <laughs> Trust once broken can never be restored. <laughs> Selflessness. Selflessness. It's the key to cure everything's wrong in the world. Hard work. <laughs> yeah, hard work. Yeah. Okay. 
Hard work something that everybody needs to have to, to move forward. You cannot do anything without hard work. Okay. Dreams. Ooh, dreams can come true. <laughs> <laughs> um, focus. Focus on the important things, the little things that is important in your life. It would make a big difference. Yeah. Kindness. <laughs> Kindness is essential. <laughs> it goes with selfless, by the way. So if you treat others with kindness you will receive kindness mm. okay sacrifice <laughs> sacrifice whoa that's deep depending on what though <laughs> <laughs> yeah sacrifice um well sacrifice goes about everything we do sacrifice your time you sacrifice yourself you sacrifice your time with friends and family for work it's everything we do so sacrifice would go along with choose carefully what you're choosing to sacrifice yeah yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's what I think of persistence persistence <laughs> all these deep words right yeah yeah man <laughs> I'm like going through all my life experiences here <laughs> persistent is like it's important I mean, mm. like um, if you have no persistence you cannot swim against the wave. Yeah. And can be a salmon. <laughs> yes, the salmon's persistent. I mean, <laughs> even with the shallow waters, it keeps moving, you know? Yeah. Be a salmon, exactly. That's <laughs> the <good> one. <laughs> no wonder you're so tasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, mindfulness. Be mindful of surroundings. Be mindful of people. Just because they look sweet doesn't mean they are. Be mindful, guys. <laughs> yeah, guys. Guys, be mindful, okay? Um, self-awareness. Goes with ignorance as well. Um, if you're ignorant about yourself, you'll be ignorant of, of the world. If you cannot look within you, you will not be able to look at the world properly. It always starts within. Mm. That is my policy. Change comes from within. Self-awareness is everything. <laughs> that's the bomb that's, that's like one of those things that you drop you know on the table where we were like having a shisha would you say that you actually know yourself Aira? um yes mm. but but then again we are all just actors in our own film I feel mm. like you know yourself as an actor but it helps to have the audience opinion it helps to have the producer or the director guiding you in a way um, that's why I believe in the community kind of lifestyle mm. uh, I know myself and I know a lot of people know themselves no one knows yourself best but then again there are things that we cannot see sometimes we react in a certain way we think it's right mm. we thought it's okay we thought we won't hurt people but some people do get hurt at times and you wouldn't know that until someone tells you uh, when will you realise like oh actually I'm comfortable with being who I am and whatever I am, whether people are accepting of me or not, it's fine, you know? Yeah, it started out with a peer pressure I had in high school. Because mm. um, I don't... In in primary school, I don't really have much friends. Because after my mom passed away, I was just like... I don't know, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was mm. kind of blur with me now, but... I didn't have much friends, so I always feel like... I had to pretend to be someone so people like me. Mm. And entering high school, I get pressure you know I feel like this is a new place I need to really step up the game and just get friends get a lot of friends so which I did I got 
I got involved with this group of girls and I'm so happy I have friends now but they made me the person I despise mm. I mean because I feel like it's not really their fault honestly it's just me you know because um, of this peer pressure I feel I feel like I had to be this kind of person to be accepted and and like at one point it got really bad because mm. I realized I've hurt a lot of people broke a lot of hearts <laughs> this is like mostly guys dude one of the guys is like living near me right now so oh, I'm like shit. karma's a bitch guys oh, be careful shit. who you break <laughs> so, <Uh-oh. laughs> so yeah but yes I was I was mean I mm. I mean I I became very bitter I criticized everybody because every all the girls were doing that so I had to do that as well gossiping mm. break guys heart and I just like at one point it's like you planted this poison ivy in yourself and the moment you realize the roots are going deep in your heart so you just have it, it just triggers you and you know what no I have to take out I have to take it out mm. I gotta stop so I did and but me as a person I've always been blunt uh, and I've always loved honesty honesty is key by the way okay. honesty is everything the truth may be ugly but beautiful lies are worse <laughs> mm. so so I've always accepted people's comments and criticism and from there I change so truly I couldn't change without some of my friends who told me up front that I was a terrible person and then it hit me as well I'm like you know yeah I, I think so too <laughs> wow. shit I gotta change so it started from there and then slowly being involved with better people it, it helps me to be better as well mm. the five people closest to you defines who you are yeah damn <laughs> truth may be ugly but beautiful, beautiful lies, lies oh. are worse shit <laughs> Damn. Reaction, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept I kept hearing that though, the five people you surround yourself with over and over again. It must be it must be right. It has some um like truth to that, right? Yeah, I, like, I believe so, yeah. Because like birds of feather flock together all the time. Like if True. you if you don't drink, then if you would be hanging out with all the friends who are drinking, at some point you'll be drinking. If you don't smoke, you will smell like cigarettes. And at some point, you just like, come on, can I just have a stick? You know? Yeah. And if you are with someone who's passionate about their craft, their art, or whatever, like for example, I don't know if Irshad is listening, <laughs> but if you look at Irshad, right? <laughs> yeah. he, he has been hanging out with um, Fit, Fitri? Right? Fit, Fit and yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And now he's like trying to get into videos as well. That's yep. how, like, you know, the friends actually influence you, whether it's in a bad way or good. True, true. Right? Yeah. The more yeah. you know something, the more you fall in love with it. So, <laughs> so yeah, but the funny thing is, that's why I feel it's important for you to be <coughs> involved with many different kind of community. Mm. So you have a balance of, of everything. Yeah. Like I am close with, I have a bunch of friends who are the, the fun type, who party, drinks and sit, smoke. But I never drink or smoke my whole life. But doesn't, doesn't mean that I have to keep my distance. No, we hang out like almost every week we hang out together. But I also have another group of friends who are religious and we talk about important stuff like life um, exercises mm. and have i have another friend who talks about marriage and all this other woman motherly stuff yeah. <laughs> so i feel like when you have that balance in the kind of people you surround yourself with you will have a very balanced you become a balanced person mm. 
you know you don't you don't get so pressured of being one thing because guys we are the best being created we can be more than just one thing yeah so surround yourself with great people not just one kind of people surround yourself with many kind of people and then you will see there's actually a lot to discover the more you know people the more you know the world the more you know the world the more you know yourself it's it's a whole circle you know it's a cycle yeah (laughs) being alone with my Mm. peer until my dad died and i'm like yep (laughs) my worst fear is here so i gotta face it so i did now it's not a fear anymore and then now i guess my new fear would probably be failure Mm. yeah i mean it's bad having um being afraid to fail is bad but hence that is my new mission to face that keep on failing and learn from it yeah yeah i mean because honestly we all fail in a lot of things but Mm. there are certain things big things like your career your life um not having enough money to eat that's a failure for me Mm. so that is one of my biggest fear Mm. so still facing that and I think I can. We'll try. It's the new year. Yeah. <laughs> new challenges. New year. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, how was your 2018, by the way, so far? Oh. Like the last year, how was 2018 and what was the biggest take from it? <laughs> yeah. We're really going deep, guys. <laughs> all the time. That's, how, that's what this, all, this that's podcast is all about, man. Oh, man. It's um, a deep podcast, guys. Deep it's never too late to stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> There's a stop button right yeah. there. <laughs> but no, you, sh- you should. Uh, 2018 was a bumpy one. Uh, but there was a lot of good things as well. Mm. Um, so I'm thankful for that. There's a great balance in my year. Um, I had the biggest challenge in facing depression. Um, it was my second time facing depression and by far it was the, it, it's like the worst didn't think I could recover from it but I'm fine now and yeah that was bad and the depression taught me something important as well um, <laughs> as much as I like being alone when you're depressed being alone is your poison when you are depressed and because when you're depressed you don't want to see people because you're just so you're stuck there you know you feel so stuck there's this whole big shadow covering your whole world and you're like no I, I can't leave you feel so stuck but that's exactly the time where you have to reach out crack that shadow dark wall and just reach out to one or two people that's it that's all you need and just just reach out and when someone comes in they will break the walls for you and then you'll see light we've all been there whether to what extent right? yes exactly i mean there's i feel like there's a level of depression mm. there is the kind of depression where you can't sleep mm-hmm. but you're always tired mm-hmm. you are lonely but you don't want to meet people and then you get stuck that you get stuck in this bubble of shadows and it gets so dark and you will not eat you will not socialize you will not want to do anything but just to end it when i say end it because you see depression is like this dark spot in your soul it keeps growing and the only way to end it at that time when you're stuck is to end your life Mm. people usually have that kind of mentality when they go through depression and it's that is where the trouble comes that's the danger zone so once you're there you just have to like snap out of it just think about it i mean the thoughts that came into my mind, like, if I died now in this house alone, nobody's gonna find my dead body and I'm gonna stink. <laughs> and this is bad. I mean, I don't wanna 
be a soul stuck in this house because my dead body is not found and I'm just like you know there's all these negative thoughts in my head I started texting one person and she became she's like this glimpse of light and I'm like you know what I think it's okay to just reach out so I text another person and then they came over and they just like and I feel like I'm receiving help Mm. and I'm not alone anymore and then slowly you recover you know it's a slow process sometimes fast depending on people but the point is I learned that you cannot be alone forever and it's dangerous to be alone I've been a very workaholic couple of years before so the 2018 was the year that I tried to get my social life back mm. so it was also fun <laughs> I started hanging out with friends I haven't hung out before in a very long time. Is a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah came a. out of nowhere though. Like it feels like a godsend. Yeah. You know, like out of nowhere, just like yeah, it just clicks. Right? And like yeah, and then look where we are now. You know, yeah. it's great things. The moment you get out in the world, you'll discover amazing things, and that's why do not stay cooped up, guys. Just get out there, claim your rights in the world, mm. do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's 2018. Probably, uh, probably intense, but in a good way, right? Yeah, it, it teaches me a lot. Mm. And I also learned something that... Which kind of like submission that I bring to my next year, my this year, 2019. You can never cure in the same environment that made you sick. So, hence 2018, a lot of moment where I was sick is because of the environment I'm surrounding myself in. And this year, I'm going to change that. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my mission. Okay, if you can inherit one of these superpowers. Okay, so see how light the topic is right now. <laughs> Which one will it be? Um, teleportation, mind reading, or immunity, which is never falling sick. So you can go anywhere, or you can read minds, or never falling sick. If you can inherit one of these superpowers. I would like to read minds. Because mm. I think... If you know, if you get an insight of people's thought, then you will have better knowledge on what to do next. Mm-hmm. If if you know exactly why people behave the way they do, then you can solve ninety percent of the world's problem. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, because. I mean, that's a whole a point of psychology in the first yes, place, right? Yes, the mind is the greatest weapon a human have. The mind. mind power. It's it's real. Like I, <coughs> this is. It's a bit sidetracked. I cured my seafood allergies just through mind power, by the way. Wow. Power, the power of positive thinking in that it's sense. Like, because I love crabs. Like, dude, don't take my seafood away. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. All the doctors in the world are going to hate me. I'm so sorry, but it's the <laughs> truth. Um, okay. I, I was really <coughs> allergic to seafood. Mm-hmm. I will have really bad rashes and the itch. Oh, my God. For those who have s- seafood allergies will understand me. The itch is... <coughs> Unbearable, but because right. I love it so much, mm-hmm. I mind power myself saying that it wasn't itchy. I even scolded my skin. And I'm like, you sit still. <laughs> You're it? not gonna like. So you just told you itch. just told yourself that it wasn't itchy, and then the allergic. And I keep doing it. Away. I just keep eating, and I get scolded by my my <laughs> siblings sometimes. Like, why you eat it? Because I love it. I'm like, screw it. No, so this kid's gonna be fine. It'll be it, fine. Yeah, it shows that the mind is the most powerful tool the that we have as a human being. Yeah, it is the most powerful. Everything tool. is just mind over matter, right? I mean, I mean, unless you broke your leg, then you can't really fix your bones. But <laughs> 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 but other things like like. A broken heart, mm. it's powerful, it's painful, there's no medicine for it. But if you can, you know, have a lot of strength in your mind, you could actually mend it. 
it will take time but it's better than you know leaving it be because a broken broken heart is a very dangerous pain as well and it was i mean everybody i think we all have been broken before and it's yeah. tough but i mean as you're going through it you feel like there's no cure but then um as cliche as it sounds time heals all wounds Yep. Yeah, and also in the mind, like you said. Yeah, yeah, but with mind power, it heals faster. It's like that nails being pulled out from your chest, you know. Wow. It's you are a poet, mind. though. I think. <laughs> Secret, secretly. Secretly. <laughs> how how do someone uh, achieve mindfulness? You think for those out there who are struggling with that, when you if you don't understand what mindfulness is, it's like the Zen peace of mind and all that, right, listeners? Um, if you wanna, uh, if you want them to achieve that. of being alone with themselves I guess I know you have to start feeling content about life about your life and start having this little habits of appreciating you know count your blessings mm. it sounds cliche really but it works mm. like maybe start by every day just put it f- put five things that you appreciate mm. today five things that happens today that you feel happy about or the lessons that you appreciate and i feel like one more thing that would help is being there for others the more you give the more you get and that's real i mean the more time you give to help people mm. the more time you give to listen to others problem you realize yours may not be that bad or you realize that you know what you're not alone and nobody is everybody struggling and at some point everybody have a breaking point and everybody needs help and when you realize that you just feel like you know what this is life it's beautiful without these challenges it, it gets pretty boring so mm. then you feel more content and you are more grateful and when you're grateful and you're content nothing can beat you you know mm. you kind of like Yeah, <laughs> you're a shield. You're you're a shield for yourself. So, and then when you're a shield for yourself, you can be alone because nothing can break you. Yeah. 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 You believe in law of attraction, right? Ooh, yes. So, yeah, law of attraction. What you give is what you get. Yeah. You <laughs> Yeah, you attract what you are. So, if you are this selfish person, you will attract douchebags. Mm. <laughs> but if you're the kind-hearted selfless person you will surround yourself you the world will just react to your kindness and you will get a lot back in return you get kind people in return so that's why if i said that the more you give the more you get because that is the law of attraction the more good thoughts you put in your mind the more good things will come to you the more negative you are the more negative things will come to you so It's so, real, yeah. yeah. Stay positive and actually, because like um, you get what you deserve as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Like if you are something, then you just attract what you are. Yes. Yes. So if you want, you want to have good luck. So you start think of what you want from another person and be that, and then you will find that another person. It's um, like partnership, you know. Yeah. You, we all wish to have a good partner. Mm-hmm. We wish, we want. Uh, a great husband, a nice boyfriend, but we forget to be nice ourselves. Mm. You want all these good things, but you have to be good first. It starts from within. Yeah. If you cannot be good, you cannot love yourself. How do you expect anybody to love you? 
So that is a law of attraction, guys. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you can't choose who you fall in love with, right? Yeah, you can't choose who you fall in love with, but you get to choose to stay in love. You, that, that's the reason why it's called falling in love. Yes, that's the reason because you falling is an, a word used for an ex, something happened by accident. Mm. So you don't choose to fall in love. You fall in love for someone, but you get to choose whether you want to stay in love with that person or not. Stay in love as in work things out, stay in a relationship. Yes, and then, I mean, you decide whether it's worthwhile or not for both of you. It's a partnership. If both of you feel that it doesn't work out anymore, then then you choose whether you want to stay or not. Mm. But that doesn't mean that you never loved her because you did fall for her. Yeah. You fell in love with her, but right now, you just feel that you cannot choose to stay in love. So that is a choice. Falling in love with someone is not a choice. But you choose whether you want to be in love with them or not. Yeah, like Bob Marley said, right? Um, you just have to choose who is worth suffering for. Yes, right? choose who is worth suffering for. I mean, whatever you do in life is a choice. But what happened next, it's all up to you, you know? I mean, you get attract. You can't even force attraction. You, you just happen to meet someone and you fell for her, but... Whether you want to approach her or go through with it, it's all up to you. So that choice will define what happens next. Yeah, life is short, guys. As cliche as it sounds, make the right decision. Trust yourself and yep. listen to that instinct and intuition of yours. Trust right? your gut feeling. It's there for a reason. <laughs> have faith. If I were to see my old self again, I would tell her, it's okay. Don't push yourself too hard. Don't cry. It's fine. It will be fine. Just have faith and keep pushing forward, you know? You got to keep moving. Just the more you move, the more you know, the more you know, the more you discover. And with knowledge, knowledge is power. Wow, these past 10 years must have like give you a lot of wisdom, <laughs> right? Ew, yeah. yeah. A lot that you can yeah. learn in 10 years, guys. Exactly. And yeah. the thing is, if you have the best intentions in life mm. and if you always try to improve yourself and be the best version of yourself mm. nothing can go wrong challenges come no matter who you are no matter you could be a saint you will still have challenges actually more saint you are the more challenges you get because mm. that's how god tests you you know yeah. the more strong you are you will get the harder challenges because without it you can't grow mm. like at this point i feel like you know what give me whatever you got give me your best i'll just face it yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah because you feel like you know i've i think i've been through the worst part already but nothing can hurt me anymore I guess I mean it, it makes you feel that way because sometimes you reach a level that you're so strong you're like bring it on sister <laughs> so yeah so actually for people who are going through a lot it's okay it really is just have the most purest intention um, be the best vision of you and just keep moving forward it would be okay that is the law of attraction that you're applying you know that you are kind to yourself you're kind to people trust that have faith that it will be fine okay. what would be that that one job i mean if you could create that job yourself right like there's no there's no such thing as a psychologist there's no such thing as a doctor there's no such thing as whatever that already exists that anything that you can create out of nothing right now what would be your dream job if I were to get to choose, like for example, I would just, I would get paid 
to travel the world drinking coffee. Oh. Yeah. It, that doesn't exist for sure. Not yeah, yet. Not yet. Yeah, but that that would be my dream job. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. difficult. Um, I guess if you can get paid to listen, that will be awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, because sometimes, come on, y- y- you know that sometimes all people want is to be heard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I love listening. I don't know. It's so much fun to get to know people, get to know their life and it gives me a certain fulfillment to understand others. Um, yeah, you know, a listener should be a good job. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, it has a lot of correlation with um, psychology in a way. It is, it is. Right, it but is I fun. guess like listening in general, like everyone pays you for just listening. The thing is like about psychologists, right? Hmm. Um, like, like shrink? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, not shrink. going that far. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the thing is, they are being paid to judge you oh, yeah. in a way um, they're being paid to tell you what to do to prescribe you but then they have therapists but therapist is more on a specific kind of illness that requires like special attention but sometimes people just want to talk <laughs> you know yeah. and honestly there aren't many listeners out there um, there really isn't because everybody feel like they feel like, oh, you didn't go through what I go through, you know. No, my, my challenge is stronger. Oh, please, your your kind of problem is petty. But you have to understand that everybody's capacity to face challenges are different. Yeah. And empathy, to have to find someone with a huge empathy, it's I guess it's not that easy. So listening, really listening, requires a lot of empathy. Mm. And fortunately, I have a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> like I could relate <laughs> mm. and because I actually like doing it it's like somehow it makes you feel like you're putting yourself in their shoes and basically you living a lot of lives by doing that so yeah if you could have a job to just listen that would be pretty awesome <laughs> yeah. I mean everyone everyone feels like their experiences are unique like more like sort of different than others but in a way we are all going through life Yep. You know, we are all in the same like spot. You know, whether it's a different timeline, whether you go through it earlier or later. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, which is true. Everybody's experience is unique, but that's exactly why you shouldn't judge people. Yeah. That's exactly why you should have empathy. Try to be there. Try to listen and just to comfort them because Mm. you may not understand exactly what they're going through. To you, maybe that kind of problem or the pain you're feeling may not be as great but to them it's it's everything it means the whole world and you being there just trying to give to comfort them means the whole world to them yeah so speak soft listen harder yeah right yes like you would you would you would want to listen to people and get paid for it wow (laughs) that's noble of you (laughs) (laughs) they were getting paid but probably not so noble but (laughs) You know they. Well, you I know what they say. When you're so good at something, you should get paid for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you you mentioned earlier that you're not a coffee person, right? Yep, I'm not. I'm okay. not really. So you're more of a tea. Yeah, of. I'm more okay. of a because I'm so zen, right? Okay. <laughs> okay, if you have, if you could have a cup of tea mm-hmm. with any dead person from the past, that um, okay, dead dead celebrity in a way. Oh, okay. Right. Um, mm. that 
from the past who you, who you think you would want to have a conversation with over a cup of tea oh my god yeah. wow it's a lot actually yeah, Gandhi is one um, oh Gandhi you want to have a cup of tea with Mahatma Gandhi yeah wow because he 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 is part of change and I feel it would be nice to ask him how did he do it how mm. what gave him the confidence that one man could gave out a lot of change one man could change even anything mm. but he did so I guess that is somehow my ultimate goal I guess I mean to have an, I think everybody wants to have an impact right mm-hmm. and sometimes we feel like we're just one person what can we do mm. but there are people out there who did something and they're just one person as well yeah. so <laughs> Yes, to have a cup of tea with someone like that would be pretty awesome. Right. Um, best advice you've ever received up to today, like up to 26, turning 27, of, as of 2019? Oh, um, advice from my dad. Because mm. uh, he is a person who likes to help people a lot. And sometimes it, I mean, as a kid, it pisses me off, you know. I'm like, why do you keep helping them? They always forget about you. They only come when they need you. And then he said something that hits me till now. He said like Dira It's okay if people forget about you As long as God doesn't <laughs> And from that day on I I put myself out there Trying to help as much as I can And Because the world is bigger than yourself It's not all about you I mean yeah Think about yourself Always put yourself first But Don't be selfish If you have any capacity to help You help Yeah, so life this is, doesn't just revolve around you, right? Yeah, because yeah. in the end, when you're on your deathbed, you don't think about just your memories, but you would think about what have you done, what are you leaving behind. Mm. So you leave behind all of this, the things that you do for others. Your legacy is your kindness. I feel it's that way, yeah. This is where I flip the script and obviously let you ask me any question that pops out your head. And I would sometimes tell them, like, Hopefully it's not about the podcast because like it revolves around the same answer. Mm. Yeah. Any other question that you are curious about anything at all, you can go for it. Yep. I would like to know what drives you because your interest and what you do is very unpopular to mm. be honest and many people are afraid to do what you do. Example like you love coffee mm. and you feel like if you have the chance you would like to travel the world and You know, mm. try out with coffee, right? Yeah. But right now we're in the community where all we want is money. <laughs> But here you are, actually chasing your passion. It may not be the most popular career, but you're doing it anyway. So what drives you? Oh, nice. <laughs> <A> well crafted <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, um, what drives me? Uh, honestly speaking, it is being myself. Being myself, I am rooted to the idea of I get to be what I want to be without any, without weighing any pros and cons. So I didn't choose to fall in love with coffee though. I didn't choose like it has to be coffee. It could be tea. It could be something else. It could be anything. It could be cars. It could be anything at all. But I just so happened to be destined to. Um, sort of found myself a job that revolves around coffee and then falling in love with it uh, and also the thing about coffee that people don't know is it revolves a lot around people communication and 
getting to know new faces and then also the best part of coffee right is when someone doesn't know about coffee and then they dive into it and they fell in love as how I did in the first place and then you get to be that person to actually introduce the whole experience to them oh that's magical and then also it's also the curse of knowledge like sort of like you know certain things that people don't know about and then you can't you just can't revert you just can't go back you know like I know my coffee and I can't can't fake it I cannot drink Nescafe I cannot (laughs) no matter how like sugar you put in it and I'm I'm not I'm not fussy but I wouldn't want to pay 10 bucks to a cafe that has sake coffee though yeah your knowledge is your standard yeah Yeah, it's like (laughs) These baristas say they know that they know their coffee. They call themselves barista, most of them, but not all of them know, because at the end of the day, the consumer don't know, so they don't know. Consumer don't know, so a lot of people don't know. Mm. So when you meet certain people who are like me, who is like a coffee connoisseur, yeah. and yeah. who wants to have the best cup, who wants to present the best cup, we look and we may sound like we're inner, but we're actually not. It's because we know. The, the best cup How it tastes like It's supposed to taste sweet Coffee is supposed to be sweet By the way Oh reason Yeah yeah I mean yeah You make me just fall in love With that coffee man yeah. Because like <laughs> I'm not a coffee person But that was really good Like, like all these bitter coffee They're mm-hmm. trying to save cost Oh They're using a Robusta beans They over roast it They try to standardize They use machine To actually standardize The whole coffee roasting So that it's easier For the production line so, so the everyone, way the way you roast it kind of influence yeah. like how the, yeah. the sweetness is. Yeah. So, wow. so first of all is where you get the beans from. So for example, if you get it from Africa, Ethiopia, and then you bring it wherever you roast Australia or maybe Malaysia. Mm. Right now, as as this day and age, we already ro- we are actually roasting our own coffee. Mm-hmm. And those who actually know what to do with it, they can actually produce plum like, cherry like, berry like coffee. You just haven't experienced it. Wow. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like the Islam yeah. thing that you mentioned, right? Yeah, yeah. People have a bad perception towards yeah. it. True. Yeah, same with coffee. Coffee is bitter. Like by default, if you can ask well, how does a coffee taste like bitter? Out of ten, mm. eight people will say that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> because that's what yeah. we're exposed with, right? Yeah. yeah. And that is actually bad coffee, like cheap coffee. That's why you can pay two ringgit for a coffee because it's like cheap. And it's the lowest quality of all. Damn. It gives the same effect, yes, but it's the lowest of, of Your all. Your standard for coffee is like amazing, Ben. But it's not <laughs> as comparable to other people out there. They, they are more experienced people, like mm-hmm. way, way more experienced. It's just like I happen to be, um, know a little bit that made me, like I just can't go back. Mm, you yeah. know, once you go black, you can never go back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So this is where I'm at But It's just not just about the coffee though Like it's also about the human connection And also the People In the coffee If you I don't know about Malaysia I mean some in Malaysia yes But let's say Melbourne right I can I can vouch that Everyone who's into coffee Has a deep rooted passion For something else Like they are They are barista But they are, they'll be like Making their own t-shirt They're baristas And they have their own passion That, that culture that the art of having your the hustle, yeah, 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 that whole culture within coffee is what I believe in. I so see. So it may it may look unique in KL, but I feel like in a global scale, it's pretty um, pretty common. I think. 
I see, I yeah. see. But yeah. I believe in that, and like can be coffee, can be psychology, can be talking to people, listening to people. It's yeah. the same thing. It's just a different form of art. It's true. It's true. Yeah, but coffee true. really changes your mood, though. Yup. Sometimes people can't even start their day without coffee, right? Yeah. yeah. Can't do anything without coffee. <laughs> I would just be like. It's functional. It's like. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, the, like no g- the girls who I dated um before mm-hmm. were like they know me. Oh, okay, I understand. You haven't had your coffee, right? And then yeah. like, oh, okay. So it's like it's a different version of hangry. You're like coffee yeah. angry. <laughs> yeah, it's not even it's not even like hangry, but it's just like I just I won't function. I'm just like. Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a magical thing about coffee. Amazing, That's man. a good question though. Yeah. It's like, wow, some psychological. <laughs> Sorry, it's just, yeah. yep, psychology for me. <laughs> okay, before I go to the last question, <clears throat> right. I just want to ask you, how does it feel like to be born on the 29th of February? Oh my god! Wow, no, 29th of February. Knows. Okay, for those who, who the listeners who are like confused, okay, what what is the what is the big deal of 29th of February? Think about it again. 29th of February doesn't happen <laughs> often yeah only four years once we're like the olympics <laughs> yeah yeah exactly olympics for the birthday and the next the next 29th february is not going to be this year it's going to be next year yeah 2020 Leap year. yeah how does it feel like you know i feel like 28th of february okay 11 59 59 seconds first of march guy <laughs> it's like your birth it could be it work both ways either like this whole week could be your birthday mm. or it's just that few seconds yeah. <laughs> so few it's seconds. like <laughs> i mean it's how you see it i would like to say like okay guys i have the whole week just anytime man. anytime's good or people would just say dira you don't exist this year thanks <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand that. Fine. I don't know. I don't know how it feels, though. How does it feel like? It's I can't like imagine. <laughs> like you, you may you have gotten used to it. I guess. Yeah, I got used to it, but it's nice to see people's reaction, though. They're like, so Dina, how do I wish you? Uh, you can wish me right now. <laughs> Actually, I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's not. A, I guess it's not a big deal anymore, right? Mm, well, it's a big deal when it happens. As soon as 29 comes, I'm like, y'all can't say no to my demands. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I yeah. <go> no wishes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, it's in a way. Quadruples, Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's a wish come true in a way, basically, because mm. you guys have it every year, right? So, you can't yeah. really demand much because, like, every year happens. But for me, it's once in four years. So, when that time actually comes, I will give you a list. <laughs> I was like, I want this. I think, do, do you know that, like, um,. In a way, like left-handed people are pretty rare. Yeah, yeah. I think 29 people who are born in 29 <laughs> February is like. It's even more rare. Right, it's like crazy. <laughs> we used to make a joke when I was younger. They go like, "So, Dira, how old are you now? Um, right now, like right now, right now, I'm six and a half. Am I six and a half? I'm seven. Okay, my six god. and a half. Yeah. Oh my so god. They were making a joke. So talking to a six-year-old. Yeah, so wise. A six-year-old. Wise beyond old. your years, indeed. <laughs> I'm a six and a half in a twenty-six-year-old body with the wisdom and the soul of a forty-year-old. How do you really feel about that, though? Kau ajaaga, tapi macam unique gila, like unique gila, like so. I don't know lah. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating it, but I really feel that. <laughs> you are you are unique because you have that in your identity. You could have you could use it uh, to your benefit. But it's funny sometimes. Uh, I remember when I was seventeen, I want to open my bank account, hmm. or is was it bank account? It was something that requires my 
um, birthday and IC. So when I gave them my birthday, they were saying that oh, it's invalid. Uh, it is for the year 1992. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were like oh, tapi dia tak ada. Ada ka ada. Year 1992 ada ada. Oh, 29 February. So, so I was like, why am I arguing with the banker <laughs> that leap year exists? You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. That's that was, that was a funny scene, but. Other than that, it's like holding a grudge, you know? It's like you tahan for four years, Tira, you don't have a birthday, it's okay, keep it in, keep it in. No demanding for presents. And as soon as that day comes, it's like revenge time. Right. <laughs> okay, um, last question, why, uh, how and what should the young boys and girls do to find themselves in this complicated and diluted world? Like, um, how do they find their meaning and their purpose, some would call? Well, to find yourself, first you have to be broken, I guess. I mean, when you're too comfortable, you will not grow. And to come up with a perfect crystal, you have to be burned pretty hard. So, <laughs> for you to actually really find yourself, you would have to venture in something that you could never see yourself venturing. Or, once you get hurt really bad, or you just went go through like a really crazy experience, then that will trigger you to find your core. Whenever you are lost, you'll go back to your basics. Mm. So, I think one way to find yourself is to actually get yourself broken, get out there, out of your comfort zone, experience things you never experienced before, and then, yep, that's the only way. <laughs> yeah. You gotta crack your own core, man. You cannot. Find out what you're made of if you never test yourself. Yeah. Word. Such a jam. Thank you so <laughs> much for being part of the podcast. Oh. Swag. <laughs> Thank you so much for being part of Hello Kopi Kumilo podcast, Najira Ibrahim. Thank you so much Thank for having you. me. Thank you. That was such a jam. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hello Kopi Kumilo podcast. Malifiko signing out.